0: We'll go back to breaking with Brett Jensen. We're going up until 8 o'clock tonight, 704-570-1110. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen. Okay, so real quick, golfers, join Narrowway Productions for Narrowway on the Fairway. That's on March 20th. I mean, this week's already golfing weather. Let's be honest. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, Thursday, golfing weather. Well, this charity golf tournament will be, the best ball, will be a best ball scramble, as all charity golf tournaments are and it'll be at, at uh, Firethorn Country Club. That's a private course. I've played there many 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 times, not because I'm a member, but because my best friend is. So that always helps. Um, but it's it's a really nice it's a really nice golf course down there going towards uh, South of Ballantyne. So, but register your team today at narrowwaygolf.com. That's n a r r o w a y narrowwaygolf.com corporate sponsorships are still available as well and that's narrowwaygolf.com okay so um, i want to uh, jump in on something with the whole the whole crime situation going on like we know this has been going on for a while and i almost think it's some maybe the the curse of brett jensen to a degree because Prior to me joining WBT in September, September 10th, 2018, to be exact. Like the murder rates were low. Outside of the six year span in the early 90s, when crack was introduced to the streets of Charlotte and and all hell broke loose. Outside of that. Murders were relatively low. As a matter of fact, I want to say in 2018, There were 54, 58 murders? 58 murders, I think. 58 homicides in the city of Charlotte in 2018. Since then, 2019, 108. Damn near doubled. Like, literally almost doubled my first full year on the job. That's 2019. 2020, we set the record, like, right around at 123. Now, one or two of those may have dropped down because of, like, self-defense or whatever. But at the time, it was 123. 123. 2021, 97. This past year, I want to say we broke, I know we broke 100 again, or, you know, in the low 100s. So here we are, four straight years of 100, you know, right around 100 or even more, including what at the time was a record with 122. Well, following the tragic death of the young woman that was killed. In a murder suicide, maybe maybe because of a fit of jealousy out there in this outside the brewery in South End, down at South End, right? Last week. Mayor Vales released a statement. Now, one of the biggest criticisms of Vilals is that she tends to be she'll tend to disappear. Like that's the people's criticism. Like during COVID, she was M I A. I mean, MIA of the 15th biggest city in America. Couldn't find her. It was Dina DiOrio, the County, Mecklenburg County Health uh, Manager, and Gibby Harris, the Mecklenburg County Health Director. That's who you saw. That's it. MIA. And a lot of criticisms about that. And in other times of crisis, just sort of disappears. So. She finally she put out a statement about the crime going on in Charlotte, which I tell you people this all the time from someone who has traveled this country 17 ways to Sunday, from sea to shining sea, 17, 18 different times all over the country. It is. It's something that Charlotte with each passing year is getting worse and worse and worse. And it's not just because CMPD short 300 officers. And it's not just because there were members on the city council that truly wanted to defund the police. And people don't realize this, but Larkin Eggleston, the former city council member, basically prevented it. You know, there's only two Republicans on that city council. Driggs and Tark Bakari. Ed Driggs and Tark Bakari. They alone can't stop any defunding. What Larkin did as a Democrat, as a staunch Democrat, he shifted the focus into something else. Instead of like, hey, let's just defund the police. Minneapolis, St. Louis, New York, Philadelphia, let's do all this great stuff and defund the police. How's that worked out, by the way? Where they're not only have like, quote, refunded the police, they've increased their actual funding because it got so bad so fast. But Larkin was like, hey, let's let's do this. And it made it look like it was a big deal, but it was, at, on, in the grand scheme of things, on a scale of 1 to 10, it was like a 1.5. It truly meant nothing. It was just words. It meant nothing. It had no impact whatsoever. It was things that CMPD was, or, we need to put these rules in place. CMPD was already doing this. Like it, but what it did was it took the focus off the whole defund the police thing. So he truly basically saved the whole, saved that. But when we come back, I'm gonna to read to you Villal's statement. And I wanna talk about that for a minute. Considering where CMPD is right now, the city of Shaw is right now, and what's going on in the city, which as I say all the time, with each passing week it's becoming more like Memphis, more like New Orleans and more like Baltimore every single week. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. I am Brett Jensen. We're going up until 8 o'clock, 704-570-1110. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen. What are your thoughts about everything going on? Because I'm getting ready to read to you the statement from Mayor Val that she put out last week. And just the whole thoughts on where we are as a city. CMPD short 300 police officers. I asked one of the uh, surrounding towns today, I asked an officer, it's like, hey, how are you guys doing? And they're like, well, we were at critical mass all through the summer and we're getting a little bit better and a little bit better. The sheriff's department was at critical mass, but then they closed jail north up in Huntersville and the you know the the high school and the detention center and all that and brought all those uh, deputies down here and you know last week you heard Sheriff Gary McFadden on this show say, Hey, we're we're good. We're 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 pretty good. So all that aside, here's the statement from Vile Lyles on the crime following the recent shooting of an innocent woman in the middle of a murder-suicide scene. Here's, by the way, before I read the statement, here's where I think she's missing the boat on this, releasing the statement. A crime of jealousy slash passion, a crime of passion happens in every city in America. That has nothing to do with quote-unquote crime. Like, that it's not over drugs, it's not gang-related, anything like that. Like, 90% of all the murders in Charlotte are. The shootings at North Lake Mall and all that. Like, no, 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 no. This was a crime of passion. That literally could happen in the middle of nowhere. What do they call it? BFE. In the middle of nowhere. A jealous boyfriend, jealous husband, -husband, ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, and whatever. If I can't have you, no one's going to have you. That happens in every city in America. So that's not unique to Charlotte. So for that statement to be put out now makes it seem like all the other martyrs, which, which are truly mostly wrapped around crime, other crimes, drugs, gang, whatever, and I've, I thought it missed the mark a little bit. But here's the statement. I'm deeply troubled and saddened at the homicides that have been occurring in our city. My heart goes out to the families and loved ones of the victims, and I want them to know our community stands with them during this difficult time. So I literally want to know, how does the community stand with them? How? how I, I, seriously. How, what community? Are people on their own street even standing with them, let alone the city or Mecklenburg County? How? We stand with you, what, in thought, in prayer? Because here's the thing. Mark Garrison and I were talking about this over the weekend, okay? Well, yeah, Friday or Saturday. If things keep happening so much, you get numb to it. Like, it was a shock to the system when we went from 58 murders to to 108 murders in one year. Like, that's a shock to the system. Like, you're getting two murders a week. Literally two a week. When it was one a week. Like, that's a shock to the system. But when it's all the time now, all you need to know is about the newscasts, the local newscasts. They used to do for every murder, especially when we were hitting 108, When we went from 58 to 108. Every murder... The local TV stations would go to where the murder happened, where the crime scene was. And the police had the tape up. Every single one. Three in the morning, they had one of their freelancers out there at three in the morning with, you know, shooting video on their phones, whatever. And you would get an email from the police, not that the police email us anymore, but you would get an email from the police saying, hey, if you're in the media, here's where you need to set up set up two blocks down the street, one block down the street at this address. So you're not in the way. And they would tell us where to go. They don't even do that anymore. Because very few times there are so many murders now, it's just like, oh, just another day. It's just another murder. Oh, another drug-related deal gone bad. Another shooting. Like, Yeah, if it's a shooting inside a mall, which, by the way, I've broken all those stories first. Brett underscore Jensen is the Twitter handle to find out. But if those happen, okay, yeah, that's a big deal because it's in a public area. But if it happens on a street in West Charlotte or the university area, the university area alone has had had 15 murders. Just the university area. Yeah, All those students are up there at UNC Charlotte. You think the media is going up there doing their staging area? Right behind me, you can see the yellow tape where 18 bullets rang out. No. Only if it's like a bad one. Now it's just another common murder. Eh, whatever. I mean, they mention it. I mean, obviously they mention it, but we don't go into, media doesn't go into great detail anymore like they did four years ago when it was like, oh my God, there's two murders a week? Continuing with Mayor Val statement, I assure you our law enforcement officials are working diligently to investigate each incident and hold those responsible accountable. These senseless acts of violence are unacceptable and have no place in Charlotte. All right. Let's let's look at that paragraph. There are only three paragraphs. That was paragraph number two. She's 100 percent right that the law enforcement officials are working as hard as they can to solve these crimes. Problem is they're short 300 officers. And the head of the Fraternal Order of Police has been begging for like more benefits, more pay to try and get with other cities comparable to Charlotte's size in the country. Because they're short 300 officers. They're about to lose somewhere around 80 officers, 75 officers this year due to retirement. I got news for you. They're not, they're not replenishing those 75 officers with all these new recruits. I mean, it's just not happening. That's on top of the normal people just going, you know what? This isn't for me or I need to make more money. I'm just talking about retirement, not people quitting. You're going to lose 75 to 80 and another what, 75 to 80 next year. So, Charlotte is about to be in critical condition in law enforcement. I truly mean that. I'm not trying to be, like, you know, scare people. I'm giving you the honest to God's truth. Charlotte is about to be in critical mass with law enforcement. Major. Like, I mean, mean, there was the whole thing. Well, we've got this uh, $150,000 new art person that's getting ready to do things, and, Oh yeah, starting salary for someone to protect your life is forty-five. Now you can get all the overtime you want, but we're going to burn the burn you out. Like you're going to be burned out in four or five years. We don't care if you are twenty-two years old. You're going to be burned out. Just so you know. So then it says the senseless acts of violence are unacceptable and have no place in Charlotte. I have been telling you this for for ever since I started my show in June. And for all the other times that I've filled in uh, for Brett Winnable or Bo and Beth or what it was just Bo or whatever, I've been telling you, with each passing month, we become more and more like all the other cities with high crime rates. Well, we're not there yet. That's over-exaggerating. Correct. We're not there yet, but we are well on our way. Memphis, New Orleans, Baltimore, well on our way, well on our way. So, here's the last uh, here's the last paragraph. The city will continue to work with our partners in the community and sp- expand programs such as alternatives to violence to create a safe and secure community for all, where every individual feels valued, respected, and protected. Okay, that last paragraph. I'm sorry, Mayor. With all due respect, this is me getting editorial as a bunch of crock. <laughs> you honestly think the program called alternatives to violence is going to stop? A 16-year-old from buying a gun on a street corner. No. Nope. Especially when that 16-year-old doesn't have a home life. His family are his friends and gang members. That's his family. Nope. No, No structural parents, mom, or dad at home. Maybe living with his grandmother or aunt who are old and can't deal with them. Whatever. No, they can't control them. I mean, you really... If, if this was such a great... All these community programs were so great and workable. Why isn't the violence going down? Why Why? why not? I mean, they started this new program where they're funding it a million dollars a year. How's that working out? It was so that you had no data. You're like, well, we couldn't do this and we couldn't do that. I'm sorry, we just gave you a million dollars. You telling me you have no data statistics so you don't even know how your own organization is doing that's funded by the city government? Okay. Head by Mayor Villalz? Okay. This isn't a shot on Miles, but this is Villalz because I I like Mayor Villalz. I do. I I like her a lot. But this is just lip service. This is literally saying nothing and doing nothing. There's no solutions. There's nothing like, hey, we need more law enforcement officers. We're going to do what it takes to help solve this. We're going to get more law enforcement officers in the community. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. It's like, yeah, we got these community outreach programs. Okay. Those community outreach programs, are they st- strolling the streets at 2 a.m.? Don't think so. But you know who is? Cops. And their squad cars at 2 a.m., riding through communities that need it. Not a community outreach program. Really? Like they're clocking out at 5 p.m., baby. <laughs> Right, exactly. Three days a week, four days a week. Yeah. So that's where we are. That's where we are. And I'm sorry I'm not trying to be like the Debbie Downer and all that from Saturday Night Live. But I'm just telling you, things are in dire straits. And especially with all these officers getting ready to retire over the next two years. Like it's it, it's going to be hitting the system really hard unless the Shella City Council decides to do something about it. Because putting out programs and little videos on Twitter by CMPD, which no one sees. No one sees them. But yet CMPD thinks the world sees them because they won't talk to the media. But, okay. All right. Start getting your battle gear. Memphis, here we come.